Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? This is the man with the plan, Bert McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts, and you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? At it with another live stream podcast episode here on Twitch. If uh, you're not following and you're listening to this audio, really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure wherever you're listening to the audio of the podcast, I have uh, links for the uh, Twitch channel. I'd really appreciate it. We're trying to reach 30 followers here. We broke our last goal of 10 followers here on Twitch. Thank you, everybody, for showing love. I really appreciate that. Let me get some applause here. All right, all right. So, things have been moving steadily, but they have been moving nonetheless. I need to get a, uh, trying to work on getting a dedicated streaming schedule put together. It's just been a little hectic because of, uh, like I mentioned, the area, the location. I'm going to do like a little tour video one day or something so you guys have a better idea of the setup that I have here and why it's a little bit complicated sometimes um, to record and yeah but anyway gonna be working on a dedicated live stream dedicated live stream schedule that's gonna be up probably sometime excuse me Woo. had to burp apologize that'll probably be up sometime uh probably the end of this week the beginning of next week um i would like to try and stream every day but like i said it doesn't really happen like that i will try to make that happen but at the same time if there's other things going around here i don't really want to um have all that extra stuff and extra sound and all those extra conversations being recorded and put out publicly i know those people aren't uh probably comfortable with that i'm still trying to get comfortable to this new setup um so it might change i might do things differently in the next uh, few streams and episodes but for now this is what we're working with this is what we got So what I wanted to talk about today was one, I wanted to first thank everyone who's been showing love and support. Like I mentioned, our first goal on here was to reach 10 followers. We broke that. We're at 18. We're trying to reach uh, 30 right now, 30 followers here on Twitch. Um, Another goal that we have for the clocking out Twitter page, we're trying to reach a thousand followers right now. Where is my phone? Let me right now. I believe we are at. Uh, let me check right now here on on the Twitter. On Twitter for Clocking Out Podcast, we are at 454 followers. We are only at 400. The last the last live stream that we did, uh, Clocking Out, the Twitter page was at 400. We are at 454 now. Um, that's another round of applause. Thank you. I'm gonna be honest. That a, a majority of that, or the reason it jumped up so big is because i started spending my time on twitter spaces i mentioned it in the last um podcast episode also i've been jumping into as many twitter spaces as i can to uh learn more about you know what's going on with um nfts and new projects and things like that 
So I've, you know, it, I, I, I keep telling people, jump into Twitter spaces. Twitter spaces are the best place to go to to get free information. You not only meet other people, you get put on to new projects and you learn stuff from these people who have, are far along their first, second, third, fourth project, um, collaborating with other people. You know, you, you get a whole bunch of information, but you have to put yourself out there. You have to ask questions. Um, I always have a pen and paper with me. Uh, I write down as soon as I see a title of a room that I feel is related to something that I have questions on. I'll make a good list of a few questions. I'll sit, I'll listen for the first uh, couple minutes. Sometimes people tend to ask the questions you already want to ask and you'll get your answer before you even get up on stage. Sometimes you don't even get up on stage. So it's, it's a hit or miss. But if you put your time in and the people hosting the room see that you're actually jumping into a lot of the rooms that they're in, they're they get the idea that you're trying to learn something so they'll either reach out to you directly they'll send you a comment they'll send you a dm or they'll give you that time to be on stage ask your question but my thing is is you go into the spaces i would highly recommend listening to everyone just sitting there being a fly on the wall um just absorb absorb as much information as you can take advantage this is all the people in these Twitter spaces, all these people doing lives, all these people giving up their time for free do not need to be doing any of this. It, it's not. Hold on. I'm getting all these notifications now on Twitter. Thank you, everybody who's who's hit me up. Um, just come join the live. Uh, maybe I should send them a minute. But anyway, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, to, to sit, go into the Twitter rooms, man, the Twitter spaces. If you don't have it, I know a lot of people don't have access to the feature yet which is basically if you go on your twitter app you go to the bottom and uh, at the bottom where it says uh, let me not guess let me just look at it at the bottom when you go to it because i have two profiles on my twitter i have my personal profile and then i have my clocking out profile which is for the podcast and everything like that and for whatever reason my personal profile has way more followers and has been active longer than my podcast um profile but the podcast profile is the one that got the feature for spaces. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I have my account set up a certain way, which I doubt, but it is what it is. So basically what it is, is when you go into your account on the bottom, hold on, let me see if I can do this right here. Cause I'm also recording for those who are listening on the audio version of the podcast. I'm also recording. I'm also streaming live. So I'm trying to show them visuals. Uh, this camera is anyway, if you look at the bottom here, here in the center i can't even do this it's like mirrored um there's a little button there it looks like uh, one two three four four buttons in the shape of like a cross or something like that if you hit it it gives you access to all the other spaces you can't really see it in here it's too much of a glare but it goes to all the other spaces and basically oh it went down um and you can go through the spaces in there of what's already in the room if not if you already have the feature another thing that you could do if you're following someone who's hosting a spaces or is in a spaces you can actually see it at the top of your um, app. It'll show you a bubble. It'll say who's hosting the space, the title of the space, what they called it, and the number of people that are in it. And I would say just look at the titles, look at the people who are hosting, click on their profiles, check their following to make sure they have legitimate followers, check the, the number of tweets, which is another thing that people tend to forget to do. A, a, an account can have thousands and thousands of followers but unless you can actually see that they're active and they're actually communicating with other people on the space it kind of just defeats 
it defeats the purpose of following the person if you see that they just have a lot of followers but they're not active and they're not communicating and networking there's no point in my opinion unless you're a fan of their stuff and you just want to look at whatever it is that they post i get that but i feel it's more beneficial to follow people and communicate with people who are actually networking and connecting with each other and conversating with each other so i would say when you check a spaces a twitter spaces on top of uh on any of the apps even if you don't have it if you don't have spaces right and you don't see the feature you still have access to uh join spaces and listen it's just not an easy access feature basically what you have to do is if you know an account is, or a profile is hosting a spaces you just go to it and on it they'll have it pinned or it'll show on their um, profile picture the pfp on the corner around their profile picture it'll be like a purplish circle or something or whatever if they have an octagon because they connected their uh, wallets and it's showing that they own an, an official nft it'll be like an octagon shape if not it's a regular circle and around it it'll be like purplish it'll be glowing that means they're either in a space a twitter spaces or they're hosting one and you can just click right on it and it'll show it and it'll ask you if you want to join and listen um and you do it like that my advice is when you join these twitter spaces pay attention to who's hosting click on their profile look at the amount of followers they have look at the amount of people they follow back to make sure they're not just one of those people who just ignore everybody and also just take a quick glance at their tweets when you scroll down and as soon as their profile picture and their banner is out of sight and their their bio and it goes straight to their tweets if you as soon as you swipe down and you look at the top it'll tell you the number of tweets that they actually have in total that they made so my thing is if they have a very high count of tweets and their account um is like it's been active for a while you can kind of get a good idea that these people are actually networking, communicating, and talking to one another. They're not just making an account to be like, oh, come look at me and my Twitter and just show off the fact that they have a whole bunch of, um, I'm sorry, I'm like planner. I should have did this before, but I thought I had it set up and now I'm like overthinking everything. But um, basically a lot of people just, some just go into Twitter spaces just to get easy followers. They make it seem like they're trying to help and then people follow them and then they reach out and then they find out they're not going to communicate or network or talk to them or help them at all. It's disappointing, but it is what it is. It happens. Um, but to avoid that, I would say go on. Like I said, check the, the number of tweets. Check to see how liable this person is and how 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 like you know you have to make sure that they're actually someone that you can depend on to give you some useful information and you're not just wasting your time um i have been in a lot of spaces that have a whole bunch of people and they're just talking shit and it goes from being actually informative to then it takes a big fucking left turn or some shit and then turns into oh i think you're prettier oh i like and it's like some other stuff uh, you can't really control the people who go into the room and who go up um but i say if you start getting that from jumping in you you get to see you'll start seeing the host of the room and who you're following and why you're getting into that room and if you see that it tends to be not as informative or not as useful maybe you just want to go there to kill some time and chill there's a lot of different rooms but i say take advantage of it because it's real people that you can specifically directly ask your question people who probably won't answer their dms because they have so many followers and they get bombarded with messages and comments and tweets and shit and it makes it a little hard to distinguish where you're putting your time to know if you're really helping somebody or wasting your time or what so i understand that but in twitter spaces 
they can actually see how consistent you are with jumping into the rooms and they'll be like all right this person's trying to learn and they'll give you the time of day i met some pretty dope people i don't want to say their names and anything yet because i've mentioned in the other one i'm a little bit dyslexic and illiterate so i don't want to butcher anybody's stuff and then have you guys following the wrong people but um yes i've been learning a lot of stuff from the twitter spaces uh, i've been jumping in there i've been trying to put myself on to new projects and um you know i thought at first that nfts in this whole space was just being used to make and flip some money real quick and i wanted to learn more about the technical aspect behind it to better understand the possibilities that web3 has to offer and that's what i wanted to get into today in the live stream and also the podcast recording is web3 what is it and what the hell does it mean for all of us using the internet and uh, does it matter and all this metaverse shit and so I did some basic research. Anybody could do this again. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I don't have the answers to everything. I'm still learning, but I'm just basically documenting this as I learn and as I go asking the same questions anybody else in my position or situation would ask, making sure that they're crossing the T's, dotting the I's, and they're doing everything properly before they jump into this NFT space and this metaverse space and all the possibilities that Web 3.0 has to offer. So a lot of you probably don't even know what the hell Web 3.0 is or what it means or what the fuck people are talking about. Um, basically, we've been going through different evolutions of the Internet. And, um, you know, it all started back in the day when we had dial up and all that stuff like that. And then uh, little by little, we started getting, you know, the capability of having smartphones that let us use applications like Facebook and Instagram, Google, Siri, all these different things, Alexa. And it's just been evolving. It's evolving, evolving. And if anyone's noticed from back in the day, I'm, I'm 32. So back in like the 90s, when computers and everything were rarely in anyone's home, uh, in anyone's home, because you really couldn't afford it, they were really expensive. Um, Think of it like the first time the iPhone came out. You know what I mean? Everybody and their mom knew about the iPhone, but not everybody and their mom could afford it. It was really expensive when it first came out. Now everyone fucking owns one. It's the same thing with computers. Computers are really expensive. When they first came out, you rarely saw them. You would only see them in libraries or in schools. And now it's to the point where um, everyone has one. Everyone either has a home computer or a laptop. But then again, at the same time, you, with the way technology has been evolving, if you have a cell phone, you technically have a laptop. So you really don't need a computer or anything like that see all this extra noise is starting upstairs and you'll start picking up conversations and stuff which i hate so what i'm trying uh what i would like to do and would like to go over today is uh what web 3 is and what it means so basically web 3 uh, or web 3.0 which is also known as web 3 it's uh a new interaction of the World Wide web basically it's based off the blockchain which uh includes concepts like decentralization and also token based exchange i mean token based token based economics sorry i took some i wrote some notes and everything and i'm trying to read over it like usually i learn some stuff and i make it my own way in my head but this is a lot of stuff to put in so again like i said when i listen to the things i take some notes and uh, ask myself questions and basically i try to ask the same questions that anyone else uh would ask or want to know about that's really important so web3 
is basically, uh, like I said, it's just it's a, a new way of interacting in the World Wide Web. It's based off the blockchain and it includes concepts um, like decentralization and also token based economics, which is for uh, an example, NFTs and crypto. Right. So to do this there's other examples like um in in web3 like it's basically finding a way to summarize large portions of information into a into knowledgeable and useful actions for people to take advantage of right so web3 is an updated version of the internet and for people who don't know we're on the third it's the third stage of the internet basically how it's been evolving the way that we got there is web 1.0 which was back in uh it started in 1991 and it started it didn't start evolving until like 2004 was when you would log in with dialer remember when you go in well anyone who from back in the day i don't know how old you are who's watching but um we would log into our computers and you'd hear that like all that shit and all those weird ass and you see the thing loading up and everything that was dial-up so we'd have to do it through the phone and that was where basically it was real simple all you did was consume you would go on and you would read stuff it was the the first version of the internet where it wasn't anything fancy they didn't have animations or anything it was just words you would go on it go on a website and you'd be able to read things and get information and you you would just consume it was just for consuming you would just watch it was like a book basically but uh for the end for the world to just be able to look at it and have access to um the more and more that time started going on, it started to develop into uh, Web 2.0, which is when we started getting things like, um, but because in Web 1.0, in the beginning, I'm like getting all tongue twisted. Web 1.0, we started getting introduced to things like uh, Media Flash Player, where it was letting us watch videos and things like that. So the more and more that it started uh, evolving, it started adding different aspects to the internet. So it just wasn't no longer just viewing. You were able to interact. You were able to watch videos. You were able to start posting up stuff and make little flyers and banners that people would click on, leading them to other things. So it really became a consumer um market basically the internet it was just for consuming stuff and consuming information but as soon as it started evolving into web 2.0 it started getting to the point where it was just more based around advertising and getting people's and uh, attention to draw them to your website to sell them something or tell them something or give them something or whatever it just turned into a um a consumer it was a consumer-based internet platform basically there was no one really thought of anything as far as putting up your pictures and just conversating with people everything was just based on if you wanted to learn or buy something you would go on the internet first it was just to learn things and then the more and more started getting um evolved uh, and the more and more started evolving and it moved into the web 2.0 series it started getting to the point where people were able to do more than just read they were able to slowly start interacting with the internet they would be able to do more things and open more windows it wasn't just go to a site read this it was go to a site now you can read this see a picture related to whatever was being written watch a video related to whatever it was then it just started getting more simpler people didn't want to read then it would just get to okay we're just going to watch a video or we're just going to click this or look at this animation or do that so when it started getting into web 2.0 which is back in 2004 up until where we're at now it became more it went from just being a consumer and you being able to learn from the internet and then it turned to where not only would you learn from the internet but the internet was going to learn from you 
So what people don't understand is in Web 1.0, which was from 1991 to 2004, the whole idea of the Internet was just to go on and watch something. You can look at something, read about something from the other side of the world and be more informed. Or you would learn about a certain product and it was just you just consuming information. It wasn't anything about giving any information out. And Web 2.0, which started around 2004 up until now, it started becoming to the point where if you went on a website and you were looking up something, the website or the app or whatever you were on was able, excuse me, to start learning about you as well. Now, how does it do that? This is what people talk about when they say the algorithm. The algorithm isn't just something in applications used to um, let you see what you're interested in or for you just to find pictures that you would like or things. The algorithm is specifically, it's not one thing. Everyone in each of your accounts has a specific algorithm that you yourself made without even noticing. Every time that you go onto your phone or go onto the website or whatever, or, or any, um, or computer or whatever, as soon as you go onto the internet, the internet or whatever application you're using on the internet, from Google to Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to Twitch, doesn't matter what it was yahoo when you put in something and you're looking for something it starts developing an algorithm to remember what it is you're interested in what it is you're looking for what it is you spend the most time viewing reading liking um it memorizes all of that and tries to make a code an algorithm specifically for you so that you don't waste your time on the internet looking at things or pulling up things that really isn't interesting to you or that isn't beneficial to you so the algorithm that the web started, um, the internet started evolving into this thing where it started to learn better. It started to improve on its searches and everything based off what you would put in and the information you would share. So if you would share your personal information of where you are, how old you are, um, where you live, where you've been, you start checking in that you went to this mall, this store, you start doing things on apps like Facebook and things, and it starts building an algorithm and talking to all the other applications, letting them know as well, like, all right, this is this person, they're going to your page now, this is the algorithm we use to help find stuff, and it shares that algorithm with the other application that you're going on so that they can do the same thing. And basically, these apps talk to each other. That's why a lot of the times when you end up on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever it is, you just finished having a conversation with somebody about cats or vacation or whatever. And then boom, you have all these ads on your Facebook come up or all these accounts or profiles or videos come up related to cats and vacation or whatever it is you were talking about. And the reason why is because our smartphones, whether you like to admit it or not or understand, your smartphone listens to you. Your smart, the microphones have act like all these apps have access to your microphones and they listen to you. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I, I, you know, it, I tell people that and they start going, you know, conspiracy theory and I understand that all, oh, but that means that they could do this. And that, yes, that means they have access to your camera that if these applications honestly really wanted to, they can just spy on you. Who knows if they are, they aren't, but whatever, that's up to you how you want to take it. But anyway, when it comes to the algorithm getting better at learning things, it just basically became the point of where the internet was no, like there was no privacy. The, 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 the age of, uh, it basically became the age of targeting advertising and the lack of privacy, right? That's what I have down here. And, um, 
So not only did you get information from the web, the web also got information from you. So for example, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Google, it collects information and it develops an algorithm to spit back information at you where you're not wasting too much time. It makes it easier on them. It makes it easier on you. Basically, what I try to tell people and get them to understand is that technology, whether it's the web, whether it's our cell phones, the way that we go shopping, the way that we work out, the way that we learn, the way that we communicate with each other, everything is basically getting condensed to us just being lazy. All right. Every application that we use, every app that we're on, everything is made to cut the time down to make us do things faster or make us go from one thing to another thing faster, which is why on certain applications, video links are certain or a certain amount of time, unless you click on it and watch the whole thing. Um, there's reels, there's like little snippets, there's, you know, Instagram stories, all of them are set to a certain time period just to condense the amount of time that you're looking at certain things, unless the algorithm says that you're interested in doing it, looking at something more like if it knows that you're spending x amount of time because it does when you go on instagram and you go into the discovery page i hope people understand that the app literally tracks your eyes of what you're looking at it sounds crazy but your front-facing camera connects with the application and it tracks where your eyes are looking and how long you're looking at that thing on top of that if you click it how long you clicked it if you liked it if you left a comment and it memorizes that this type of video this type of post is what you spend time on this triggers this person to write a comment this triggers this person to like it this triggers them to share it this triggers them to block it this triggers them to report it all those things it gets remembered and it starts developing a specific code for your profile based on what you like you search you talk about you mention you share so on and so forth so the internet started getting smarter so instead of people wasting their time putting up stuff that no one really gives a shit about or putting it out and then trying to analyze the information that they're getting to see if it's worth doing again and putting out and promoting and all that stuff the algorithm lets you know now you can go into applications and it sells you for an extra two or three dollars or a dollar or whatever some of them even offer it for free you can see the analytics of your profile you can see the amount of people that come visit the amount of times you show up in the search the amount of times people click or like or share your stuff and you get a good idea of what type of content you're putting out now this is where i say people are using social media for the wrong thing all these applications come with these settings and features that help you better understand how your profile is being viewed how it's being perceived how it's being absorbed and people, instead of taking that and using it in a productive way to do something and build something like a brand, a business, a company, a service, a product, anything like that, they're just using it to show pictures of themselves and what they're doing and share personal stuff with their family. And at the end of the day, it makes you wonder why. Like all of these apps are literally based to promote something and to share something and make something extremely public and be like, look at me, come over here, pay attention, spend some time on this. But then when you look at it, it's like, why are we making or putting so much effort into making our lives really public to complete strangers? And like, I get it. I understand you want to share and brag about certain things. But then the question is, if that's the case, why is it that we don't get paid for it? Some of us do when you become a content creator and all that stuff like that, an influencer and whatever, and they share their lives. But a lot of people don't take it that serious to build that up they just want to share pictures of their dog and their kids and where they live and that they got a new car and how they look and their haircut and all that so i started looking at it a lot differently which is why soon i will be deleting and getting rid of all of my personal accounts and strictly just have it where it's just for clocking out
And what I want to do with that is just have it strictly based off the things that I keep learning. The more and more I dive into this, I start understanding that the internet really isn't made to share your personal stuff. Yes, it's made to make communicating with each other a lot easier and faster. Like if I'm here and someone I know in my family's in Puerto Rico, I have a way of actually connecting with them and talking to them like that in an instant. That's the way I understand how people can use it personally and things like that to better their lives but when it comes to sharing your personal life on social media i think it's really kind of stupid like yeah i do it and a lot of people do it but when you really think about it and you think about the capability of the internet and what it can do and how it works you start asking yourself why am i doing this this isn't really what it's made for like the internet is literally made for consumers and for people trying to sell something that's the way that the internet is is created it's made to sell you something it's made to get your attention and for you to spend hours on viewing or reading or studying or whatever the case may be on a certain subject that someone's promoting or they have out there and little by little it just started turning into like a popularity contest and people forgot that it's not for that so web 2 was basically the era of the internet where it was just targeting advertising and a lack of privacy right for example if i go on my facebook and you go on your facebook your news feed and my news feed are going to be completely different all right even though they're both on facebook whatever i search whatever i like whatever i share it's gonna change my algorithm in that app just like it will yours so I'll probably have stuff about a whole bunch of podcasts and motivational things and information and, and conspiracy theories and NFTs and, you know, influencers, content creators, things like that. Meanwhile, the next person probably just has nothing but um, a whole bunch of fancy cars and models or uh, action movies, Netflix shows that are coming out, like things like that. It'll all be different depending on each person. You have a specific algorithm depending on what you do and what actions you take in the internet. In, the web that started leading basically to the algorithm getting more improved like i said privacy is dead and it just became the age of advertising so now web 3 what that does it's like i mentioned before it's it's based off the blockchain and it includes concepts of decentralization and token based economics which is nfts which is pieces of art or audio or anything like that that can be made on a blockchain that's specifically for that item that it lets you track and see that item it lets you know um based off the blockchain or based off the code and the contract that you make it tells you who made it when they made it where it was made where it's at where it's being kept who bought it when they bought it how much it was worth things like that depending if it has a value on it then it basically has the benefits of giving people the, a decentralized network where you are in full control of your data. So instead of you going to Facebook and Facebook making an algorithm of you and all the things that you might like so you don't waste your time, you can actually make your own blockchain and your own contract where it's like you're your own Facebook that people can come to you and you don't have to share that information. Right now, if you want to make a profile or you want to share something, you have to go to a place like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, Snapchat, all these other apps, and you make a profile on their application. So they're the middleman. They're the person between you and the consumer, the viewer, the supporter, whatever. Where in Web3, you really don't have to depend on Facebook. You can be your own Facebook. You can be your own Google. You can be your own YouTube, Twitter. You just have to make it. 
and then you're in full control of your information and your data that you get so if you make a website or you make something under a blockchain or on a specific contract only you have access to the data that comes in so instead of you having to go to facebook and pay another dollar or maybe it's free or instagram or whatever to look at your analytics you actually have full control over that you have control over the people who come in and see things and what they do and everything and you don't have to share that information for nobody you're in full control of it it's no different it's basically what people are talking about with the nft space like right now you don't have to go through a third party or you don't have to focus on one certain point where all this information is going to and coming out of like the internet where it's a specific place that has all the fucking hard drives and everything like that where everyone is just has to go to that point to then go somewhere else like a train or a subway or something like that the subway always leaves the station but at the end of the day it always comes back to pick up and drop off more people at the train station so you basically become your own train station and all the information coming in and out you're in complete control of and you don't have to answer or worry uh, about anything you want to do something you can do it you want to make it happen make it happen where right now if you go to youtube and you put a video out there's copyrights there's certain restrictions there's certain things you can't do you can't say you can't post but if you start your own website and you start posting it there you don't have to worry about that but then it's on you to make sure that you draw that attention to your website. Whereas to if you go to Facebook, YouTube or any of these other places, they take care of that for you. Facebook already has millions and millions, probably billions of people on the app. They just don't have anything to keep them there. So that's where you come in. You make a profile, you make content, you start attracting people. It's like I mentioned in the other podcast where I said the Internet is basically like a highway and all your profiles are like either storefronts or they're billboards. And your job is to make the best billboard or the best storefront to get someone's attention that's passing on that highway so they can stop and even spend one second looking at whatever you're offering or whatever you're doing. And then you get their attention and they come to you. They go to your profile. It's no different than when you're on Instagram or Facebook and you're scrolling and scrolling and then you stop and you see something that catches your attention, whether it's designed a certain way and you like it whether it's a topic that you know about, you know, it's things like that. When it comes to Web3, a lot of it is changing where people are no longer giving these other third-party apps the power. They're doing it themselves. So imagine it's like you're a music artist and you used to think that all you had to do was get signed to a major record label and that was the only way you could make it. Basically, you go get signed to a record label and they do that extra work of promoting and making um, making sure that you have everything you need. They give it to you. All all the equipment that you need, all the people you need to talk to, it's like they, they have it there. You just tell them, you ask them, and they dig in their pocket and they give it to you. Whereas to Web3 gives you full control and you do it yourself. You make your own project. You have it in your own blockchain, your own contract. And you're in full control of it. If you sell it, you sell it. You know who you sold it to, how much you sold it to, and you can keep track of it, know where it's at. And you can also get your, um, you can get compensated for it. Before you would spend all your time online and you, you wouldn't get anything. Now it's totally different because of the blockchain. You can actually get paid for the time that you're spending online depending on how you do it. Like I said, right now, a lot of people are sharing their personal lives for free and they're not getting paid anything where there's other people like influencers and content creators that share their life like i'm just eating breakfast and for a thousand views they get a couple bucks you get what i'm saying so it's like depending on how you go about it and how much work you put in yourself and how much power you give the third party as far as what they're doing with your content that you're putting on their site 
that can actually change a lot of things where in web 3 you have full control over it if you put a video up and you want to share it all over the place uncensored you could do that whereas if you go to youtube and you put a video up and you want to say certain things or you want to you have to follow their rules because it's on youtube and then if you share the link you share that link everywhere but youtube gets those views yeah your account gets it but it's your account on youtube at the end of the day you get what i'm saying where which would la la which would what would be better would be for you to have your own youtube that has all of your videos and that you're in full control of you can see the views the dislikes and all that stuff like that and you don't have to worry about depending on youtube because if youtube goes down your video is gone all your likes and comments and followers subscribers and supporters are gone and then you have to go start from scratch on another application then you got to go to facebook facebook then you got to go to instagram that goes then you got to go to twitter like where if you actually have your own site that you run on your own blockchain on your own contract you're in control of it there's no one telling you what you can and can't do with that information if someone goes to your site and they put in their information and they're supporting you you can see specifically who's supporting you i came across this problem this is why i'm really adamant about learning more about um web3 and the blockchain and everything when i was an independent music artist and i was putting out music i did a project and i put it on itunes when i put it on itunes the first year i sold a, a few copies of it a few digital copies then i wanted to come out with another project and when i couldn't really get my fan base like i couldn't get my reach out there long and um far enough or big enough i started thinking what if i reached out to the people who bought the first project so then i reached out to apple and itunes and i asked for that information and they didn't give it to me and what they told me was is you put your information or you put your project on our site and i said yes but then there were people who specifically signed up to apple or to itunes only because of me just to get my album so i would like the information the email or the contact information of the people who did purchase it so i can send them a link to my new project and let them know that i have something else that they might be interested in they told me no that information is not mine because basically what i did is i made something i went to their store and i told them if they could do me the favor and sell it in their store so they did and that's it that's where it ends now anyone who signs up or all the people who specifically made an account and subscribed or whatever to go to itunes or apple they get that they get that business so basically i'm just left out i just that's it so i got a temporary payment while they got a permanent customer so now they're sending because of me i was able to attract i was able to attract the attention i did something to make people stop on the highway and they came into apple not because of apple but because i did something good enough to make them stop and get their attention to come check me out so now they're in the apple store and they totally forgot about me and now apple's just sending them emails about new apple stuff and new other projects and other artists but they're not doing it for me so basically all these applications or everything are using you as content to attract other people whether you're a content creator or not, you have to understand that you made a profile and out of word of mouth or out of you wanting people to look at your stuff, they're like, yo, you have a nice profile on Facebook. Oh, well, you can only see it if you go on, if you have a Facebook account yourself. Okay, so then you make a Facebook account just to look at that one thing. Then that leads you looking at here, looking at there. Then you only wanted to post one thing, but then you post this, you post that. It, it, that person became like a salesperson for that application. 
and they don't even know it. And that's what I started learning little by little. The more and more that you put your time and effort into these apps, yeah, you can benefit if you're doing it the right way. But at the end of the day, you're basically being used as a billboard, as a, a flyer to get other people to go onto this site. And they, they start funneling you to all these other profiles and projects and things like that. So I feel Web3 stops all that because it gives you full control of your data. So that's something I feel people can really take advantage of. Um, what do I have here? I have a whole bunch of stuff written, so I just want to get through everything. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff on here, but this is like not related to that. I, I kind of went off top. I should have just kept writing some of this. But anyway, I get on a, I get on this little rant and I start going nonstop. And I've been told by a lot of people I talk a little bit too fast. I apologize. I just I get into it. But um, yeah, so Web3 is basically just a way where we can get our privacy back, or at least that's what we would like is our privacy back or the people who want their privacy back have that ability to do it. And um you know, it could go both ways because the same way that we have full control over the content and the data that we get and we collect from people who support our projects or come on to our sites or whatever it is, that's the same thing that Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, you know, and all these other things are going to be able to do also. It's just how much information or how much more exposed are you going to be and how much access into your life and your personal information are you going to give all of these um applications you know because in web one it was just a consumer-based platform and web two it became where it was solely focused for advertising and it was the lack of privacy just because the lack of privacy meant the more information we got from this person the more ads we can throw at them the more money we can try to get out of them you know so privacy was out the window. Now Web3 is going to change all that. But unless people wise up, they're really not going to know that they can protect themselves a lot better compared to how it used to be. You don't have to really depend on all of these third party apps to do something. If you're trying to make something, you could do something yourself, which is why I'm very, very adamant about NFTs. NFTs, a good amount of them. You know, like Gary Vee says, you know, 60, no, not 60, 98% of projects are going to fail that are out right now. And it's true. But at the same time, the fact that these people can start something from scratch and have the ability to get full support from real people of communities that they built, they don't have to rely on Instagram, Facebook, and they can just go straight to the source and the source the the, the people themselves can just support them directly. You know, and people are like, oh, well, what was the difference from people doing that before? They couldn't just start a business and advertise. Yeah, but every time they started a business, they would have to open up a business account on Facebook or do a business account on Instagram. And this don't get me wrong. You don't have to. You can open up your own website and do it from there. But right now, the majority of the world doesn't go onto computers or laptops anymore. Everyone's on a cell phone. This is the new the new God. If you have a cell phone, you have to understand you have God in your pocket. Everybody and their mother has a fucking cell phone. Homeless people, poor people. They have a cell phone. Wi-Fi is free. Everyone has a phone. Everyone's using it for one thing or another. And 
applications, like I said, we're getting more lazier. So we depend on applications to connect us to people faster, to learn something faster, to get from one point to another faster, to buy something faster. So it's only fair to assume and know that it's going to have us to the point where we're going to be cutting communications with each other from basic stuff of talking just keep it where it's automated or where we use siri or where we everything is made to do fast pace fast pace fast pace fast so it's faster to try and advertise and do an ad on instagram where they basically do it for you and all you got to do is pay a price and they make an ad for you and they promote it compared to you having your own website getting an advertising person a graphic designer to design an ad and promote it yourself and go out there one by one where you have an algorithm that you can just click on and do automatically where it just posts it up on other people's feed randomly because of a hashtag or whatever it is so it's just becoming simpler to reach people and to to pitch them things i guess you can say it or advertise to them but at the same time i feel like if you're smart enough and you learn enough about Web3 and the capabilities that the blockchain gives you, you can actually take advantage of it and better whatever it is you're trying to do. And I that's why I'm so stuck on the fact that the Internet and all these applications are strictly made for people who have a business, a product, a brand, a service, you know, influencers, content creators, because if you're just a regular person sharing your stuff like what the fuck is the point you know i used to share pictures of my kids and what i'm doing in my personal life and what i'm going through and the reason i did is because i'm trying to do something like this you know you see gary vaynerchuk casey neistat and all these people t-pain and everyone's streaming and and posting up vlogs and everything and they're sharing their lives but it's not they're not doing it just to do it they have like a point they're trying to do a business they have a service they have something that they're really good at that they do and people acknowledge them they're fans they're 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 celebrities basically but in specific people's minds and in their world like you don't not everybody has to be a casey neistat fan but i am i watched all the vlogs and at first i'm like oh it's just a regular dude but the more and more i watched i started learning things and he's a videographer and he's an advertiser and he does all these different things and he's worked with all these different companies and brands so it's like all right this person knows something i could learn something from him i can probably get some tips and tricks out of his videos or any of his social media stuff so you follow them and you try to learn as best as you can and try to get as much information which is why i say things like twitter spaces are good because when you go to these certain applications and you see they have 12K followers and then you send them a message, you hardly ever get a real message or you'll get like an automated thing or something. But when you get into these spaces, there was the other dude, um, I forget his name, the guy who made chocolate rain. <laughs> he was on a Twitter space and I was learning a whole bunch of stuff from him also. And his Twitter space, it wasn't even, he had like over, I don't even know, 20K, 30K followers. But in the Twitter spaces, he had like 30 people in it. And the spaces, the Twitter spaces with less people give you a better opportunity of asking your question and actually being able to get on the stage to talk. And um, you actually get a lot more followers back because if it's a smaller room, everyone tends to just follow everybody in the room. So, like I said, things like that are good to get free information. But now that this whole Web3 thing is coming out, there's a lot of people who are giving up their time for free to better educate other people because they feel like Web3 is is a good move. If you know enough about it and you're doing something and you you learn enough to do something on your own you can actually take advantage and you can actually be ahead of the curve it's the same way that two three years ago i was trying to get people into crypto 
I knew I didn't fully understand it, but the more and more I, I started learning, I was like, yo, there's something to this. Like, we don't really have to depend on the American dollar and, and worry about inflation. We just have to focus on this. Yes, it goes up and down like anything else, but it's literally the community. Like, it's the, the group of people who believe in Bitcoin are the ones who make Bitcoin go up. It's no different than fucking fiat money. To make it really clear, the American dollar isn't backed by shit. $100 is $100 because we all decide and say it's $100. But if literally if we all woke up tomorrow and said $100 is now worth $20, it's $20. Like that's what people don't understand. It sounds crazy, but literally the value of money is only worth what it's worth because we all as a collective agreed. We didn't vote on it or nothing. We just said, yeah, that's what it is. That that piece of green paper from the government with a little stamp on it says 100 it's 100 dollars, but there's nothing we can exchange that 100 dollars. it's not backed by gold it used to be backed by gold and nixon stopped that shit so we're basically just have money and paper that we just it's monopoly money basically it's literally it's not worth shit but then when you take that money and you put it into something like bitcoin it's a digital currency it's not something that they can be like, we don't have enough. Let's go to the machine and print some more. And they can print as much of it as they want. Like, that's literally what's going on. If you look at right now what's happening with um, the United States, I'm pretty sure and I, I've seen it. We're going to get another fucking stimulus. I don't know how much it is or when it's going to happen, but they're giving us another stimulus. Not because, oh, we feel bad for you, but because inflation is a fuck. Inflation has, hasn't been this big or hasn't been this bad i think since like 1970 uh, no 1986 or some shit like that or 1976 i think it was like literally inflation is is up at like 17 percent or something like that and it's the highest it's ever been so your money isn't really worth anything no more so now they're trying to pass new laws on crypto and all this shit like that why because people are abandoning the fiat and they're putting their money into digital currency which they can actually see the value of it go up and down compared to the united states dollar where right now it's like oh we're in a, there's an inflation going on shit isn't really their answer their solution let's print more money let's give people more money for free and that'll have them the incentive that i have all this money i need to spend it let's just go to the store and spend it and keep the economy going what is really going on is people are wising up and they're taking this free money and they're putting it into stocks and you would think that helps everything keep going but no they're putting it into stocks and then once they make a profit or it doubles up they're taking it out and they're doing the same exact shit with crypto but they're not really putting it back into society or nothing they're just making themselves wealthy and they're trying to run away somewhere because that's literally the best thing you could do the united states is way too fucking expensive for no fucking reason and then when you look at inflation and what money is really worth you're like yo what the fuck am i doing you save up all this money just by next year all that money is worth half of what the fuck it was the year before and it's just getting worse and worse people think that things are getting more expensive that's not the case remember cell phones used to be like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars or some shit like that now a fucking cell phone is a thousand dollars a fucking thousand dollars for a fucking cell phone and then now do you think oh that's normal that's cool and then i pay only pay off of it you know a hundred dollars a month to myself so it's nothing but we don't notice that shit look at video games why do you think video games when they first come out fucking two or three hundred dollars game systems and then after a year or so they fucking start going down like the first playstation i remember when it came out it was like fucking two or three hundred dollars now you can get one for like 60 bucks 
And people are like, oh, of course, well, it's supply and demand and all. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also the value of money. Right now, if you go to any store, McDonald's, pizza places, they all raise the price a slight bit. And you would think, oh, it's nothing, but it's because of inflation. It's not because they're trying to get more money out of you. Look at Netflix. Netflix every fucking year is going up and they're changing their prices and everything. It's not a steady subscription that's like permanently that price. I know I'm going off on a little rant here, but I'm just trying to make a point that people aren't really, really noticing it. They don't notice that clothes is getting more expensive um equipment for things is getting more expensive food shopping like everything is getting more expensive because the value of a dollar is becoming less so we're really not paying more it's just whatever we hold as currency the value of it is lowering which is fucking up everything else and that's what people don't understand so then when people ask oh well why are you going into crypto because a lot if everyone gets together and jumps on bitcoin the value goes up and if we all say it's, it's worth a certain amount and we show that it's worth a certain amount by investing in it we're all good and it's it's balanced out it's not like they can make more fucking bitcoin no there's a specific number of bitcoin that's going to be made that needs to be mined you need to it's a whole process but they have it set up to where it's no one person has more than the other it's not just oh i want to be the richest person and i want to be the strongest country or state or whatever so let's just print more money and say that it's worth more than anybody else like literally we're just printing out shit and making up numbers and saying this is a million dollars that's it yep that's literally what the government is doing and that's what people don't understand we're in debt by so much to i don't know who and we owe so much money but because we literally fucked up the way that we value money we fucked up the checks and balances or however the fuck you want to pull it of money now everyone either has too much or too little and it's the wrong people that have too much and the wrong people that have too little now yes i understand if people don't manage their money right and they fuck it up okay that's one thing but at the end of the day this country literally gives out millions billions if i'm not mistaken of free money the last two years due to this whole covid shit and it's just been making the situation worse and i strongly believe that once web 3 is out there and then like the next year or so and it starts developing more you're gonna see or i my prediction is the american dollar is going to become obsolete i feel that right now there's been four or five banks in my area that have closed permanently chase banks because they're, they're no one uses them no more i strongly feel that cash is going to be obsolete no one's going to give a shit about cash no more they're going to get rid of that and i believe that the united states is going to make their own currency their own uh cryptocurrency they already do the united states if you go on like um coinbase and shit you'll see that they have the u.s coin or whatever which isn't worth shit and i don't think anyone really gives a fuck but i believe either they're gonna improve that or they're gonna make a whole new cryptocurrency and have it based around that and they're gonna do like a large you could call this a conspiracy or whatever but i believe that they're gonna do a large reset to basically try to fix all this because that's the only thing that makes sense everyone right now who's getting free money found a way to double it and flip it and not really spend that much a lot of people who have a lot of money find out ways to avoid paying taxes so it's not going back into the state or to the people or whatever so a lot of people got wise and they started realizing oh, i got this money i'm not going to put it back out there i'm just going to hold it and reinvest it and have it go up and everyone started getting smart so i feel like the whole system of money is fucked right now especially since they started giving so much to people for free and they're planning to do it again thinking that that's going to fix the problem and it's not it's just going to have people lean more towards all oh, the past two years everyone who fucked up 
on those uh, PPP loans or the stimulus checks and all that. And they're like, oh, I, I, a lot of them got wise and they learned. Now a lot of them know about um, the blockchain. Now a lot of them know about cryptocurrency. Now a lot of people know about stocks and they're all... But now stocks, stocks are starting to get fucked up too and they're starting to make new laws on that. As soon as everyone finds out how to break that code of being broke and dealing with the same repetitive bullshit, the government, the state, whatever, the demand likes to do shit to basically fuck it up and set you back. They like to do a reset. And that's basically what's happening right now. If people are smart and you're doing the right thing and you're learning the right information, you can take all this free money and put it into something and have it double or triple or whatever it's not always the case but you can do some good and a lot of it is i i feel because of the blockchain and right now they're talking about setting new laws for crypto and all that and the only reason why is because at first they didn't believe in it they didn't think it was anything but now people are becoming fucking millionaires billionaires overnight from selling nfts from trading crypto from investing in crypto and what people don't understand is that you really don't have to cash out your crypto. Now, being that crypto is more popular, so many banks are accepting it as collateral for you to get a loan. So you can go and get two or three, four, five, twenty thousand dollars in Bitcoin or Ethereum, and you don't even have to cash out because you have to understand this is what a lot of people don't know. As soon as you invest in it, leave it there. The second that you take it out, you get taxed. The second you turn it from crypto back to United States currency, you have to pay a tax. But if you keep it in there, no different than stocks, and you leave it there and you don't touch it, it's looked at as an asset and you can use that as collateral to get a big loan of actual cash. And when you get a loan, you do not get taxed on it. So you take that money and you use that to do things moving forward. And that's what people started doing and started getting wise. And then to take it even a step further, people decided to start making corporations. So they're in control of everything, but they own nothing. So they can't get taxed. They have no liability. They have no risk personally. So if ever anyone's going to get sued or if anyone's going to get... Um, anyone's going to get taxed or something like that because you have too much money going around it's just through the entity the entity of the corporation or whatever so if you have right now i have clocking out and i start putting all my money into clocking out and i buy stocks and i buy crypto and then i go get a loan and then i have all this and then someone decides to sue me they're suing clocking out they're not suing me so they can only sue the corporation for as much as the corporation's worth and it never touches me personally because i never did an exchange with this account to me personally that's the trick of the game that people started wising up to they start before they would get hit with going to jail for not tax evasion and this and this because a lot of them were taking this corporation money or all the extra profits and instead of doing the right thing to avoid getting taxed and avoid all these fees and all that stuff like that they just started using money they would take it out of their corporation start like an idiot you never bring that money back to yourself you just leave it there in the account and you keep building up that it's like having a kid and having them have an account and then you keep building up their credit and you use them that's like it's it's a fucked up analogy you shouldn't do that but that's basically what you do when you make a corporation when you make a corporation an llc or an s corp you get a tax id number so it's like you have a kid you basically build up the credit of this entity and you get loans and everything and you build up the value of it 
which is what you should be doing for yourself personally. But when you do it yourself personally, there's taxes, there's this, there's that. But there's loopholes around it when you have a business and there's tax write-offs and there's like all these other things that you get exempt from just because it's done in a different way. And people started wising up to it. Right now in the United States, I believe there's like 6.8 billion LLCs and S-Corps. Right? And I'm... Where's my fucking book? Look, this is my book. This is from last year. I got to get a new one. This is my book. And in this book, it's this fucking thick ass shit. I read it. I take notes in it and everything like that. And I put it in my book in my, uh, what fell? I put it in, uh, my notebook here and I take notes and I try. And then what I do is I've found, uh, like lawyers and attorneys and shit like that. And then I'll, I'll call them. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, you don't have a case. And I explain to them, listen, I'm, I have a small business or I'm trying to start a business or I do a podcast or I'm, I try to inform other people, but I would like to get better educated on this topic or this certain situation. I'll give you $100 for an hour and a half of your time if we can just sit down and you can answer all my questions of, of legal thing. And they'll do it. They'll do it. You might not get it from the first person or whatever, but the more, if you really want to learn, there's ways to learn. You don't have to do all this shit and, oh, I got to go to school and all. You can learn anything for free online. And that's the point that I'm trying to get at is the internet keeps evolving in a certain way that's literally made to help you promote and push your stuff out there. Better educate yourself and better educate someone else on something. I feel the use of the internet just to post up your personal life and your pictures with no expectation of just, oh, I just want to share it. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes you get good things in return. But if you think smart and you actually use the internet to your advantage and use it to its full potential of what you could do you don't know what the fuck could happen you could be like one of these people who started a project and then out of nowhere in a week they're they're fucking millionaire because it's sold or ethereum went up like it's crazy but a lot of people aren't informed about it and i feel like a lot of people are going to find out late the same way that people are just starting to find out that if you really want to make your own business grow you have to have an Instagram, a Facebook, a YouTube, a Twitter, a LinkedIn, and you have to promote on all those. You don't have to, but it's in your best interest because nowadays no one's driving on an actual highway looking for billboards of a new business for a plumber or for this. No one's in the mall guessing of what store to go to. or No, they already know. They go on their phone, they Google it, they YouTube it, they hashtag it, whatever the fuck they're going to do, and they find the information to make their time invested or wasted or whatever it is on those things shorter no one wants to go grocery shopping and spend two or three hours fucking grocery shopping before you go you already have an idea of what you want and then every now and then depending on how good it is that they get your attention you'll see something else that you'll buy that you don't fucking need like going to target or walmart every time i go to target or walmart and i know i'm not the only one you go there for one thing and then you leave with something fucking completely different that you didn't even fucking need. You go there wanted to spend fucking five, ten dollars and you leave spending a hundred dollars because you get attracted by all these things, all these bells and whistles of shit you really don't need. But because of the Internet and applications and social media, you start getting tricked to thinking you need this or you need that. You Now, imagine if you fully understood that and you used it to your advantage. And people were hitting you up and coming to your website and your store and they're buying stuff that they really don't fucking need. You see, the internet right now is being used to manipulate people in certain things and to pull them here and there. And I feel that once people really, the new generation, like my kids, once they understand the real 
technical aspects behind Web3 and the blockchain and cryptocurrency and all that, I feel a lot of shit is going to change. The same way that right now we see so many different altcoins and all these, like, they're shit coins. Some of them are made up and then they have an influencer, a content creator, gas it up a little bit. Then the money goes up and then they dump it and they run away from it or they rug pull the project or whatever. Right now, those are people just playing with it because of the popularity of it. But the more and more it's going to grow, the more harder it's going to be for these people to do these scams and everything. Right now, it's kind of like not regulated. And it's it, I don't think it ever will be regulated. But there's a lot of systems and things in place that try to prevent these spams and all these like fake accounts and everything like that and getting hacked. But it's still early in the stage where people aren't informed enough of how to avoid that. People don't know how they should have a, a cold wallet. People don't know um, how to avoid getting spams in their email. They, they just ignore shit like that because it's nothing. But in Web3, it's going to be more personal because people are going to be after your real, real information. Before it was just, oh, let's get just get their email and send them spam stuff. And that's whatever, you know. Now it's going to be that people are going to literally try to get in and get your information from your fucking crypto wallet or whatever and steal all your stuff. And to do that, they need your address. They need your name. They need your phone number. They need there's all these different things where people who are really educated know how to prevent and avoid that. And right now, a lot of people aren't educated on that. That's why a lot of people are getting hit with all these spam accounts and all these fake accounts following them and I, I had to change my number not too long ago because I don't know how. I mean, I probably know how, but I started getting crazy spam phone calls and text messages. And they started leaving crazy voicemails. Of, uh, you have a, a voucher for a vacation. And uh, what the fuck? Or if not, um, find some new insurance for your house. Meanwhile, I don't own the house that I'm in. Or find new car insurance. My car insurance isn't under my name. So, like, they're just shooting stuff to get you to click on it, to get your attention. That's their job because when you're on the internet like i said you're on a highway and it's these people's jobs to make enough uh billboards or anything to catch your attention so you can stop and either waste your money or waste your time on them preferred or, or rather than the next person that's actually probably trying to help you you get what i'm saying so i'm gonna do a better job of of putting a uh, more knowledgeable and educated uh stream or uh facebook um, facebook stream or uh podcast that goes more in depth in web3 what i'm trying to do is i'm doing as much research myself as i can and then i take the information and i try to just put it in a way that i talk instead of just reading the exact definitions and all that because then it's, it, there's no difference of me telling you all go to google and google it or go to this person and read what i read and you know so i try to just look i even draw like little like I put little pictures and shit like <laughs> but I just try to do anything so I'm better informed so when I talk or I come across anyone and we have that conversation about the topic I at least know enough to hold my own and um what I'm trying to do moving forward what I've been doing like I said I've been jumping into Twitter spaces not only to learn more information but to try to see who knows the right information and who can better educate me as well as all the listeners and anyone who's tuning in and just spread the information that's my main goal my goal isn't to have everyone just come here and i just want all the followers no i don't i don't care if you come here and you never follow and you just watch or you just consume and then you're out and you never hit follow you never hit like i really don't care about that but my thing is i want to make sure that this information is getting out there that's my main thing i feel like this information i don't care whether i know you personally or whether i i don't know you from a hole in the wall i feel that this is something everyone should know and at least understand the basics of it before it just fully takes over the internet 
because I know that this new version of, of the internet, Web 3.0 or Web 3, as everyone's calling it, is something that's going to change a lot of things. You see a lot of these places talking about the metaverse. A lot of people are coming out with their own NFT projects and making passes and things like that. They give it different utilities to use related to a brand or a project or a company. And there's also, um, you know, the blockchain. A lot of people are finding ways how to use the blockchain and everything. And I don't know all of it yet, but I know enough to know that it is game changing. It is something that's very useful to have in your arsenal of information. And um, I truly feel it's beneficial. I would love to use this blockchain technology and, and NFT stuff and crypto. I want to use that because, like I said, everything is becoming more easy, more simple, more let's fast pace. Let's do everything. No one wants to spend hours and hours on this. If I can order something from Amazon instead of having to go to the store physically, get in my car, go there, walk through the aisles, get it and pay for it. I can just go online, look at a picture, be like, yep, that's what I want. Click it and it comes straight to my house. You're going to do it. And it's the same thing with everything right now. And I feel like Web3 is really condensing things to make it easier. I don't have to go to my Chase app to then look for a content, a contact to then save their number, or download their email to then no, I just go to my wallet, and if I'm going to send them $2, I send them $2. And everyone's like, oh, well, you could do that with Chase. Yeah, but then Chase takes like a dollar or 50 cents or whatever from the transaction. Like, it sounds dumb, but all that adds up. At the end of the day, the whole point is to get rid of the middleman. There's no reason why we need to have a bank. None. Money isn't worth shit. It's nothing. Money's literally like you put your time in. You give your personal time of your life for something and in exchange you get a piece of paper that says for that minute, for that hour, you got paid such and such. That's all that's all money is, is a piece of paper. It's like a little fucking certificate saying that uh, whatever of your life, whether it was an item that you sold, a shirt, a service that you gave, time that you gave up. That's all money is a little certificate saying that this person did such and such and this is their reward. That's it. And you take that and you give it to someone else in exchange for something else. You ever went to when I was young? My mom used to take me to the flea market and there used to be these people that would sit there and they would try to get the kids to come in. It sounds mad suspect, but they would try to get the kids to go into like this little room and watch like three or four commercials based on one product. So, and they would give you like a little certificate that you would use to end the flea market for something. So they'd be like, oh, if you sit down and watch three commercials and let us know what you thought about the commercials and which one, like they wanted feedback from kids to, to see basically testing for commercials. And it would be things for like high C or ring pop or um, skip it. I don't know if you remember that little shit you put in your ankle and you just jump around it and skip it. They would show, I would sit down and I would love going because they would give you like a little $5 certificate thing that you can only use in that flea market to buy something based off the time that you gave them to answer and help them with their little commercial thing. So you would go there, you'd watch three commercials that ask you, which one did you like better? Then you pick, why did you like that one better? Then you tell them, why didn't you like the other ones? Then you tell them, okay, thank you. Then they give you a little certificate, it's like $10. You could use that anywhere, but only in the flea market. And I would go and get like a slushy and shit and like Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards at the time. And I'd be happy. And it was, it was a free little certificate. That's literally what money is. It's no different than saying that the whole entire United States is a huge flea market and you're giving your time up for something and you're they're giving you an exchange a certificate that you can use to buy something only in the United States. Or for example, you go to Disney. And when you go to Disney, you have to change your money for Disney bucks. 
which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, worth way less than actual money, no matter how you look at it. But then when you look at your Disney bucks and what something is worth in Disneyland, it's totally different. Like a shirt isn't really $20. It'll be 20 bucks in Disney bucks or some shit. But that $20 in Disney bucks is really like 40 or $50 in American money. You get what I'm saying? So that's basically what's going on now with Web3. The same way that when you go to Disneyland, they want to be in control of the narrative. They want to be in control of what's going on. You have to change your currency or whatever you hold of value to what they hold valuable. And what they consider is worth this and that and all that. That's exactly what's going on now, but on a bigger scale with NFTs and with crypto. Where if we want to do things, I agree that I'm going to change my fiat money into Bitcoin or into crypto, Ethereum, Litecoin, whatever. And those those um, cryptocurrencies, those coins in certain sites are used for, for currency. They're used for, um, for exchanging. Like, you don't have to worry about that. And that's the thing that the United States and all these government and all these like fucking officials and all these people are worried about that. We're basically saying we don't need you no more. We don't need to rely on them. You want the American money. You're going to rely on the American resources and them to fix your problems. But now it's starting to get to the point where we have the ability to take control of it and take care of our own selves. And they're starting to get wise to it and they don't like it. So they're starting to implement all these laws on crypto and stocks and all that because they found out that instead of people wasting eight hours of their fucking life going to work a nine to five to get some measly ass piece of paper that says here's this is what you got for an hour of your life and then you go spend that you go to buy a shirt you're not looking at a shirt like oh that's it's a 20 shirt you're looking at it like yo that's like three hours of my life right there that's an hour of my life that shirt those shoes those socks that game that tv that trip that's really what it's starting to become that people are looking at as they're starting to realize that their time is actually money. And if they can make that same amount of money in a nine to five job and they could do that by flipping an NFT in an hour or in a day compared to working a week, they're going to do it. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're understanding that if they're more patient and if they're more risky and putting certain things and educating themselves and investing their time and money into something else, they'll get a bigger return a lot faster. So I kind of went on a rant, kind of went all over the place. Uh, we're, we've been on for an hour and 13 minutes. Um, yeah, this is a little bit more because I start the stream earlier. But yeah, so that's basically all I wanted to touch on to on with today. Thank you for everybody who popped in and out. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, if you could please tweet, share anything, my uh, this video here, as well as on my Twitter if uh, you can spread the word or if you can go and shoot me a follow on my podcast, on my Twitter's podcast, which is clock, the letter N and then out. Um, I'd really appreciate it. I follow everybody back. Um, also, if you see me in the spaces, check that out. I'm working on doing a spaces. I have an idea. I'm trying to work it out so it's more clear. So I know a lot of people have asked me because I have a tendency of tweeting out my ideas before I really plan them out. <laughs> And um, I would like to do a Twitter spaces for the podcast and have all my original guests from the, the beginning of the season come back on and we'll do like a live stream thing and also uh, Twitter spaces combined. So it'll be Twitter spaces, Twitch, and then also regular audio podcast recording, see where they're at, what they're doing and how they progress from where they were when I originally had them on the podcast 
and uh yeah to see what they think of this new this new wave of uh technology as far as web3 is concerned if they plan on using um the blockchain or nfts or anything like that with any future related projects that they might have going on and yeah man so i'm still learning i'm still trying to grow right now the main plan is just to build up as much um as much of a following and try to make a community um, it's going to take a while. I know it's not something that's done overnight. I know it's not something that's done easily. Um, but I feel like if I connect with the right people who are properly informed, who have no problem sharing with other people, or if I properly inform myself and I help you guys, I feel like it'll get there a lot faster. So I'm trying to work on um, Bitmonkey is one that I really want to work with. I got into that community uh, not that long ago, and I got into that community because of Gary Vaynerchuk's V Friends. Being in V Friends, I came across other people who introduced me to a competition that Bitmonkey, Bitmonkey was holding. Um, in the middle of getting into that competition, I started talking to other people in that Discord and in that community. It led to me coming across some very informative and... Um, just some really good people all around from the people who are in charge of Bitmonkey who work in that to the people just joining the uh, community and um, also Deadheads. Deadheads is another one that um, uh, I've joined that's very informative, very uh, motivational. All these communities have just been really helpful and in them they have some really knowledgeable people who have experience, who have uh who have some skin in the game you know you can check their wallets you can see that they've exchanged a good amount of ethereum they've sold they've bought many different nft projects um and they're involved with other communities that are really growing and trying to just make things different you know uh, right now nfts are looked at as a bad thing in a way for people who don't understand because they look at it like it's it's a scam it's a gimmick it's just like a get rich quick thing and it's not some people are using it that way and they're just trying to invest in an nft and try to flip it in a month to make a yeah that sometimes happens that's not always the case you got to take your time you got to vet these projects you got to do your own research you have to check who's behind them the communities behind them the artwork and see if these people are actually trying to do something or if they're just trying to make some money you know like i say if you take the time to click on these people's profiles you'll be actually to assess with your own knowledge if this person is actually in a position to give the advice that they're giving or to actually execute whatever they say they're going to do so before you jump all in and buy fucking 20 nfts of a project and then find out next week they deleted it and all your nfts are gone and they just took your money i would say take the time don't be scared the worst thing that can happen if you reach out to someone is that they don't answer that's the worst thing that can happen Reach out to these people. Don't get intimidated by them having 12K followers or all these people in the a request to be a speaker in Twitter spaces. Anytime that there's a live stream, uh, you know, share your question, your message. Anytime they put up a post, leave a comment, tag them, send them a DM. Right now, the Internet is made to where people try to become too private. And I don't think that's the space for that. You know, if you want to keep your public life private, don't put it out publicly, period. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you can make your profile private or whatever, but I'm telling you there's still ways around that and people will still check it out. I don't think the internet or any social media site should be used for personal use. 
that's only my opinion but the way that i see social media evolving and the internet evolving it's leading more to where the best way to use it and to be in it and utilize it is to to start something I think everybody should be starting something. I don't care who you are. Not everyone is meant to have their own business, but you could definitely start something. If you have a hobby or something you like, you know, it doesn't matter. I feel like that's what the internet should be used for, for you actually communicating, networking, and and connecting with other people to do something that makes you happy or more productive or makes your life better. But right now, we're not doing that. We're just online bragging about ourselves. If not, we don't post anything because we're too self-conscious or we're too worried about what someone else is going to say. If not, we're just online to bash someone else who's actually trying or we just get misinformed and start arguing with each other about the dumbest shit. So when you take all those things out of the equation, I feel like the Internet is a very, very, very great and useful place when used and utilized properly. But right now, that isn't the case right now. Everybody's just using it to just fucking talk shit and hate on each other. And and I don't know. I, I just think the way that it's developing i'm disappointing in myself that for so long i really didn't realize what i had in the palm of my hand and what it's leading to and now that i'm starting to understand it better it makes me just want to share that information and try to open up the eyes of other people of the possibilities that the internet and web3 nfts the blockchain cryptocurrency has to offer um but with that i'm gonna get up out of here i love y'all thank you thank you so much for tuning in and showing love um i really appreciate it again please go check out my twitter for my podcast clock the letter n out um or if not just go to my regular my link should be somewhere around here i haven't figured that out yet but um yeah just check my social media follow me i follow back if you watch the stream please let me know you watch the stream or that you watch the video even after i went live or if you heard the podcast all of the recording all the audio recordings for all four live streams should be up um what's today today's monday it should be up by like wednesday wednesday the latest all of them should be up and uh yeah i love y'all take care peace